Welcome to Reset Your Career in Any Economy. I'm your host, Trika Jean-Baptiste. Today's topic is resetting during the COVID-19 pandemic and economic downturn. What small businesses and entrepreneurs are doing to maintain their businesses during this time. My guest today is Nina Taylor, the founder of The Sweet Fate, a firm specializing in short-term apartment programs and temporary housing services. The Sweet Faith is nationally known for its high-touch service, luxury residences, and desirable locations, domestic and international. Nina, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm good, Trika. How are you? Yeah, good. So you're coming to us from Houston, correct? Yes. Yes. No, okay, great. (laughs) Great. And how are things in Houston? right now um well it's summertime so of course the the heat it is very hot here yes um <laughs> but we're, we're we're surviving um we're getting we're getting through this whole COVID time um the yes. numbers, numbers are going down so all things positive it's looking good it's looking good so yeah we're, we're keeping our mask on and doing the proper protocols so we're great good so far yes great that is so wonderful to hear so nina again Again, thanks for joining us, and um, listeners are in for a treat. We're so happy to have you. So let's jump right in. Tell us about The Sweet Faith. So I started The Sweet Faith, as you stated, two years ago, um, after, of course, 20 years in the business, really wanting to specialize my services in temporary housing and creating short-term apartment brands that generate ongoing revenue. So it's really about listening to the clients, really helping these real estate developers um, get their programs and their brands um, to the next level and really help the client in a way that they've never been through that that particular personalized experience. So I keep my company very boutique um, so that I can service the person and not just make them feel like a number um, and really continue to grow and elevate how that experience can be. Um, Because of course, there's nothing new underneath the sun. So, I mean, people can go all over the world as many times as you want, but it's the experience that they'll never forget. So that's what I like to uplift. That is really terrific. So where are you located? What are some of the locations or destinations you service? Yeah. So my career mostly has been in New York City. I lived there for 13 years. So I started Mm -hmm. there um, and really started honing in on the services there once I started um, working my business even in Houston. So most of my clients, of course, are not directly in New York. So it's not really I could sit anywhere in the world and I could be able to provide in New York just because I know it like the back of my hand. Um, Sure. I actually started there, but I have clients literally everywhere from West Coast, um, East Coast. I have uh, UK. um, I've serviced in Ghana. Um, So there's not really a place that I don't assist when it comes to development for um, real estate uh, brands and services. It's all about really how I can be a benefit and a value to that project. Um, and okay. I like to, of course, have an on-site team there so that they can kind of assist with the ins and outs when I'm not there. So I always say I like to have some little mini Ninas as well. <laughs> okay. So um, describe the actual 
residences. So is there a criteria um, for um, access or, or residences to become a part of the Sweet Faith? It really depends on exactly what they're trying to um, kind of pivot into or move to the next level and scale their company. Um, because short-term housing is such an amazing, profitable margin, um, not everyone has the education on how to actually put it in the portfolio. So it really right. comes so to let, let's, uh -huh. let, let's, um, for our viewers, for clarity, what yep. is short-term housing? Explain so what that is. Sure. Yeah. So short-term housing is really that interim time. So when I work with real estate um, uh, realtors or brokers, it's really their clients who are in between their homes um, and they need something for, you know, maybe 30 days or for six months. Um, it could also be for someone who's, um, say, coming from London over here um, to the U.S. for a project. And so they need relocation services. So within that relocation package, they need to put something together for anywhere from three months to 12 months, um, depending on how quickly they can, you know, close and sell a home. Um, so those are mainly the difference between kind of short term and like, you know, corporate stays. Um, mm -hmm. But you're really looking at that interim time. So whether it's just you and then your family coming to visit or if it's going to be you and your family all at once the package can be literally based on the client's needs. So that's the goal, to make sure that I'm fulfilling that value and that need for the client. Right. And so a corporate stay, what is the length of time, average length of time corporate for corporate usually, stay? Those are usually three months. Um, and then some of them can go six months mm. um, at the most 12 um, because, again, if they're coming for um, a relocation project and they really don't want to buy something or really invest their time into that and they really want a package that it's completely like laid out, someone else is taking care of it, they're coming here to just do work, then that's, sure. what, they set, that, that's what they set up. So it just makes more sense for, for their lifestyle and um, to get the work done that they're um, here to commit to. Um, so I would say about 30 days is, uh, is typically average, but um, again, depending on their project, it could be a little bit shorter or it could be a little bit more. Sure. And so you then will go out and find accommodations to fit lifestyle as well as, as um, their professional requirements as, as well. Exactly. Those are certain okay. things. There's, there's some things you just can't put a price on. So my job is to really find out what is going to make that experience for them one mm -hmm. of the best memorable experiences that they've had before. So like I said, it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to just remember the value of someone listening to some of the things that you desire, that you deserve. You get to a certain mm -hmm. point where you're working so hard that you're not paying attention to certain little things, but someone else did. So I take pride in that and really figuring out how I can make sure that that part of that work experience is still a good experience for the client. And also for the, right. uh, the people that are actually setting it up. I mean, when I work with real estate developers and, um, you know, investors um, in these um, short term housing projects, um, when it comes to hotels, you know, being transitioned, um, when it comes to um, even property management companies transitioning into, um, you know, furnished units. There's a, a different lifestyle um, and product that you do need to provide mm -hmm. that really does show value. 
And I mean, the profits and is the proof in the pudding. You will see a huge return on value when you when you really do get it within the brand that you're desiring to push out for the client. So typically, talk to us about accommodations, residences. Yeah. So when it comes to, um, I would say short term and corporate, they're pretty similar. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them, when it comes to um, kind of corporate style. Most of the times they will take on a whole building of how uh, many they can take on. Um, so it could be a percentage. Right. Typically it's about 20% of the building that they take on um, for corporate apartments. And the mm -hmm. building is, is coded for it. Um, so you do have to get licensing to actually have it coded for um, that particular required of stay. And what they do have is a provider that actually takes care of furnishing. So I partner with the furniture company to have their design team kind of set up a scope based on that particular location of how to set mm -hmm. everything up. From there, we can go into a little bit more of the details of the type of clients that are coming or that we're repositioning the product for. Um, so you have those particular uh, level of services as well making sure amenities, um, access, um, things of that nature is set up, and also getting them familiar with their neighborhood and being more of a local community neighbor rather than just a guest. Because um, that is the vibe once you, I would say, because I've stayed in corporate housing for uh, 20 plus years now. So when you actually stay in a corporate apartment, you do want to feel like a resident. You don't want to feel like a guest. So it's really important sure. to make them feel like they're home. Um, which is that whole sure. lovely term home away from home. So that's really important when it comes. To so the that's amazing. Yeah. So thank it, you. It's, it's identifying um, accommodations. If I, if I hear you correctly and also almost creating a sense of a community for them oh, as well. Absolutely. I mean, now more than ever, as you know sure. about what's going on um, in the world, it is mm -hmm. really important for you to hone in on these um, small businesses and how to be a part of the community and how to really represent them. Um, because of course, um, people are, are definitely in need of that type of service and how people can really reach out and kind of really be that help and guide. So it's important to, you know, know your local barber, you know, lo know your local dry cleaners, know your local food truck um, and how mm -hmm. you can help those businesses grow. Um, the last thing someone wants to do, especially when they come from halfway across the world, or even if they're literally going from the East Coast to the West Coast, finding like simple quality things about their lifestyle is really important. Um, you know, for women getting their hair done, um, for men, maybe, you know, the dry cleaners or, or shoe shine place. You know, so really honing in on how to make that service just a part of the stay so it doesn't just sure. feel like they're right. grinding to figure those things out. So, yeah, it's it's really important to kind of also really think about the client in another scalable way. So that's important. That's awesome. So, Nina, how did you what made you decide to create the Sweet Faith? So. I had worked for a company um, right before I had um, left and moved to Houston um, in New York for about six years. And I was working for a big Fortune 500 company and I had put their housing program together for six years and I never did an RFP. We never signed contracts. We literally based it off of just them giving me a shot. And I put a whole program together for them from start to finish that fit exactly what they were looking for. And I thought to myself, 
um, I had the initiative within that company. But once I moved, I felt like not only do I want to do it for just this company, why can't I do it for everyone? And why do I just have to do it for corporate clients? Why can't I do it mm -hmm. for individuals as well? So that's where it became where I, why I said the sweet faith, because I stepped out on faith and I realized I know how to do this. I know how to serve an audience that I, I, I feel like their needs aren't necessarily 100% being met, but I can do it in a way that I can customize it to make it perform um, the way that I want to be treated. And right. there's a level there after, you know, like I say, when I travel, I stay in, in furnished apartments that you don't really get to see or it's it's not really met by really the client's needs, but more of a customized situation through the company's needs. And sure. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, clients really felt like they were being heard and that experience was being met. So that's how it came about. That is wonderful. That's amazing. Thank and you. so you're in year two. Yes. Correct. Of the sweet thing. Yes. So let's talk about pre-COVID, how was the industry um, as a whole performing and the sweet bait in terms of production before so, COVID? Yeah, so amazing. Let's just start there. <laughs> um, as I, you said earlier, 2020 <laughs> was to be the year for everyone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, two, 2019 ended with a bang. It was extremely successful. We were going, mm -hmm. we were pushing everyone was thriving. All we kept talking about was new technology and how we are, you know, doing all of these great things with innovation and all of that. Um, yeah, COVID hit us like a tornado, a hurricane and a tsunami all at once. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes, definitely. So I was working at the time um, when COVID really kind of took a hit and things started shutting down. I had two big projects actually in New York. And immediately I had to move everyone out. Um, so it really kind of catapulted how I was thinking about how to move because that was at the point where everything was thriving. So I was getting ready to scale the company. Um, so right. it, I would definitely say pre-COVID, I had experienced the peak of really how to um, service clients from a concierge service from, you know, just customer mm -hmm. service and um, just those little details about the stay and trying to do more add-ons. Um, right. So that, that, that was pre-COVID. <laughs> Things have definitely right. changed. <laughs> right. So across the board in corporate housing, um, there was an immediate drop-off. Oh, huge. During COVID. Um, yeah. Yes. Because most of my clients, as I stated, um, they were mostly East Coast based. So I had some DC, I had some um, Midwest mm -hmm. people in Chicago, um, New York, Jersey. So I really had to kind of pivot them out of the major right. cities and, you know, make sure that if they couldn't go home, that I was putting them somewhere that I knew that they could stay, you know, for ex a shorter period of time. Um, until sure. they could, you know, get back to their uh, destinations. Um, so it was really thinking about how to take care of them because everything really did shut down work-wise for them as well. Um, but I would say overall, my uh, colleagues, yes, they got hit extremely hard um, and had mm -hmm. to not only just pivot, but they had to do it immediately. Um, so a lot of things changed when it came to um, the different projects and um, kind of the holding sure. uh, pattern. 
and things of that nature. So um, we are we are learning, I would say, as an industry um, mm-hmm. as this pro- progresses. Um, and I'm starting to see some really fantastic investors and real estate develop- developers um, realize how important short-term housing truly is. It's being hit, of course, because across the board, you know, travel and hospitality mm-hmm. just just so happen are the industries that are more affected. But the one thing mm-hmm. I can say is the ones that have put their heads down and are actually doing the work to transition are the ones that are definitely going to make a huge impact come 2021, for sure. So, so let's talk about that. So um, you mentioned there is a bit of an uptick um, yes. in, in short term. And, you know, as with any crisis, um, there's always an opportunistic time. So would you say because of COVID, now there are other markets requiring short term or other segments requiring oh, abso- short term housing? Mm-hmm. So I would say when Airbnb first um, kind of took off, of course, in the industry, a lot of people kind of because a lot of companies were giving stipends and it just made sense, you know, let's, you know, keep some of that stipend and, you know, go mm-hmm. and, you know, stay in a room or something like that. Now, because of COVID, people are definitely more concerned about where they stay, how they stay right. and what it looks like. So short-term housing has definitely made that turn and transition because now those traveling nurses and, you know, those pilots Hmm. and, you know, other service people, they are now starting to look at this industry and be like, oh, wait a minute, we need to check them out because not only do I get a room, I'm getting a whole apartment and it is being clean, sanitized. Everyone is professional. Everyone has their certifications. Mm -hmm. Everything is being set up on a professional level, and it's at a cost that is still affordable based upon the stipend that they're receiving. So, sure. oh yeah, it is definitely, it, it, it has transitioned in a way that, again, if they're paying attention and putting their head down and doing the work, they're transitioning mm-hmm. successfully into markets that they probably had never thought was going to be as successful, and now they are. Right. So let me ask you this question, Nina. Mm-hmm. Is this the new normal? Where we are now in terms of, of, as you say, um, travelers desiring accommodations where you don't don't have the in and out of traditional um, hotel staff. Um, Is this the new normal going forward? Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. It has to be. I don't think it's necessarily, Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to even talk about it being the new normal. It's just going to be what is. It's going to be the standard. It's going to be the requirement. it's not, again, people, when they're staying, you know, weeks at a time, not necessarily staying in, um, you know, those normal hotel extended stay situations are really going to work for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to want a larger space, feel more a part of a community, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to factor that into their lifestyle. Um, so this mm-hmm. is now transitioned into a lifestyle brand and how and that new market, can- sure total new market and how that can be a part of their program. Yeah. Wonderful. So let's talk about developers and owners of real estate assets today. Um, You know, as you know, the hospitality industry was hard hit, is still reeling. We really don't know um, when it will come back, at least to 
the levels um, it was at the end of the year and even January, February, right? So in the interim, there are owners of portfolios um, who are basically trying to figure out what's next. They're trying to pivot. So what would you tell them and how could you help them? I would definitely say now is the time to have a conversation with me. <laughs> I am. <laughs> would you say that, Nina? <laughs> yes, I would. I totally, I, it, it now is the time for us to be talking, communicating and having these discussions because there's what, some on. What would you say to them? There's some ongoing going revenue that you're leaving on the table. Um, okay. And you definitely need to put that on the portfolio now and not wait. Um, for one example is I, um, am actually assisting a program, um, in the Dallas, Texas area. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's called layers. Um, they are backed by the HLC equity group. And one thing that they discovered through our meetings and conversations, um, almost a year ago is how profitable this could be within their properties, um, through property management. And so Mm -hmm. being the actual on-site concierge service and um, the hands-on liaison without outsourcing it and, um, you know, not using a third party and how they're developing it. It's Mm -hmm. also allowing them to um, set up the services without, you know, necessarily having a big, huge warehouse. They're connecting um, through my provider um, all of the furnishings and all of the different touches and, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, and the, uh, like I said, the cleaning and the inspections and things of that nature. So it's a one-stop shop. It's a whole full mm. connection service that they put into their brand. The same thing you can do with, um, a, you know, a hotel that is now completely not making profit for you at all, transitioning into something like this and reinventing that portfolio. And like I said, You don't have to take a full piece of it, but if you take up to the max, and I think normal times is about 20%, taking your Mm -hmm. max, you know, profit and switching that over into something like short-term housing and, uh, you know, furnished units, um, it's one genius. It's one necessary. It is. It is a value that they need to have in their brands right now. And depending on how they set up, Their company and what that brand needs to look like going forward is how I can come along and actually show them not only the profits, but the services that they can extend their extensions of services to and make it this full on creation where they are the one stop shop no matter what state is. So it could be, you know, a couple of days vacation. It could be, you know, Mm -hmm. corporate relocations or it could be a furnished housing, um, you know, someone in between, you know, building and selling a home. So that could be all under one product. So yeah, there's definitely some money on the table to be had. So now is the Mm -hmm. time. And you could help them in terms of guidelines, right? Because rules and regulations differ based upon states, correct? So not just states, but also cities. Um, You know, what you can, yes, because what you can do, you know, in Manhattan is completely different from what you can do in White Plains. What you can do in LA is different from San Diego. So you do have to sure. you know, remember where you are within those states. Yeah. Right. And so also on the client side, you have a network of clients that yes. you could potentially place um, in these assets. Oh, absolutely. Within a, a corporate housing or short-term state uh, program. Correct. Yes. 
so that's the fun thing. And then and the, I would also say the awesome saying, uh, awesome thing from a client perspective when it comes to the sweet faith, because mm-hmm. when you are working directly with just one company, they can only really put you in their inventory. And then of course, if um, you need something in a city that's outside of their, you know, uh, portfolio, they outsource it in wholesale. With the sweet faith, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the wholesale because there's too many cooks in the kitchen and your 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 product base um, as far as um, that medium number continues to rise because everyone's trying to get their piece. With me, there it's a one-stop shop. So I can put you for, if you need something in LA, I can put you with a client there that's already been vetted under my provider list. And then if you have another person or a group going into um, you know, DC or Austin, I can put you with that client base there directly. So the number, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't really go up because so many people are actually trying to kind of, you know, get into, um, that particular deal. Um, also with, um, you know, clients that I work with, um, through government stays, um, because I am, um, almost woman owned and I'm a minority owned based business. Um, I do get um, plenty of government requests. So those types of deals, um, being able to house them into these developers and um, these other real estate companies, um, that's a win-win for everyone. Um, Those stipends are never going to go away. Those are billion-dollar deals. So they have the money. (laughs) So it's really about finding that value and how you can transition into the client's needs. So it doesn't matter really the location. Um, in other words, if a an investor or developer has a portfolio in Arizona, Texas, um, it doesn't matter. You're no. able to work with them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. the clients that I work with are now like Philadelphia. Um, one is mm-hmm. based in Israel. Um, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. Like I said, it really doesn't matter where you actually sit in the world. It's all about where you want that product, mm-hmm. knowing how to get in touch with that community, how to service within that target market and service right. it appropriately. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. And then with COVID, I would imagine you're getting more requests as yes. everyone is remote, including children. So basically people are looking to relocate maybe temporarily um, because there could be a surge in their, their city. Um, is that happening? Do you see much of that? What I'm seeing right now is because it's summertime, people are, uh, are, are right now with children. They're getting ready to go mm-hmm. back to school or figuring out how to do their homeschooling situation. If they mm-hmm. were already in a place where they were doing a project and relo- relocated their family, they are either staying in that particular place now when that stay was supposed to be maybe three months and it turns out now to be six to nine months. Um, so you mm-hmm. have those, and then you have other clients that are like, well, while I'm still getting a home built, I don't want to necessarily stay here. So I'm going to stay in a short term apartment so I can have all of these needs taken care of and have one less thing to worry about. Um, cause it's stressful enough when you travel on your own, but to do it with your family, it's tough. So having those clients come in, um, and let's not forget, you know, within the medical industry, not only am I dealing with the traveling nurses and, you know, medical staffs mm, and people of that nature, that's true. 
But those are also people that, you know, need, you know, cancer stays and, you know, treatments and, you know, mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. who also have medical conditions that still need housing. So especially in the Houston area mm -hmm. um, near the medical center um, th um, through MD Anderson, um, there's tons yes. of still need for people even outside of, you know, COVID treatments that they still need housing. And they're not necessarily going to go to a typical hotel right now, but they are going to go to a short-term housing apartment. Wow, that's incredible. So, Nina, it, it sounds like the takeaway um, for me is that Sweet Faith was on a roll, if, if you if you will, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes. doing very, very, very well. And, you know, as we said before, each crisis um, presents opportunistic um, times. So how have you pivoted? It, so, it seems like you just sort of organically um, followed the demand or met the demand. You, th that is a great way of putting it, uh, Trika. I would definitely mm -hmm. say that. So I started the company um, really looking into not only just, you know, of course, um, servicing apartments and um, mm -hmm. doing those days, but it was also about kind of that transient traveler and, you know, meeting mm -hmm. those needs on a concierge level that really halted when it came time to COVID. And it just so happened kind of um, two storms kind of met at the same time, because when COVID mm -hmm. happened, also real estate developers did start reaching out about projects. And so it kind of collided where it was almost as though I'm a, a, a faith-based spiritual person. So it's kind of like God was saying, nope, now you have to switch over and really start helping these real estate developers and these companies um, really pivot their inventory and how to make mm -hmm. it so that it can actually work for their audience. And so it naturally began that um, where I was transitioning into helping them more so that I could put my clients into um, their particular services and their needs. So I didn't really do so much of the, say, you know, valet car services or mm -hmm. um, those little kind of things that weren't really needed right now. The most important thing was I need an apartment. I need it furnished. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure it's sanitized and clean properly. I need to make sure everything is certified. I need to make sure I can pick up my phone, text, or do whatever needs to through an app or whatever, and it's convenient. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, the client was okay. But right. so you couldn't really put a price on that because that really made them want to use you because you were listening. And I'm I, I, I don't really say anymore that I'm a workaholic. But if someone literally bings me at midnight, I'm going to respond. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that person. I, I just want people to experience the great hospitality that I've received through all of my life travel all over the world. So it's really important to hone in on that and make sure that they're, they're getting that service. So switching over to, um, like I said, working with developers and, you know, investors mm -hmm. has really been a, a treat and a joy to kind of really see their brands come to come to life in a way that they did not mm -hmm. think that was really going to work for their brand. Because, um, again, so without the education, us, you, you don't so, see it. Right. So take us through the steps of working with a developer when they I'm a developer and I'm reaching out to you because I have a portfolio of multi um, family residences and, and 
in key locations and they're sitting empty and I'm calling the sweet faith. What what is the process for helping me to mm-hmm. at the end of the day generate revenue, right? Fill up fill up the residences. Yeah. So, so how, what happens? Yeah, so the first thing we do of course is get on some type of video chat so we can really discuss the numbers. Um, what's empty now, how that looks, um, and then kind of, you know, hone in on what's going on right now. From there, Mm -hmm. the expectation of what they're looking to do, and then coming up with a plan based on how I can implement the short-term housing and corporate apartments into that inventory, and then what that looks like financially. From Mm -hmm. there, then outsourcing local clients to actually help service the units. I'm a huge advocate of actually helping small local businesses. So branding it um, to actually show support within the community. Also deep diving into what their brand looked like and where they're trying to transition. Um, Mm -hmm. So incorporating that into those short and long-term stays, um, depending on the type of development brand that they offer. Um, Once we actually get that scope, we then base it off of a, a strategic plan of what's going to be our three to six month goals, what's going to be our six to 12 month goals, how does that affect the profit share, um, profits and gains as well, and then what target markets do they already have, what they're looking for, and I would then provide them where they possibly should transition or pivot to. Um, So those are kind of like first steps of really getting that kind of, you know, three to 12 month goals kind of already planned out. Um, once we do that, then though that kind of work and initiative starts taking place. And then while the initiative is taking place, we then put out promotional um, information to these other industries so that they can actually see what's being provided and how mm-hmm. the current people that they're already working with, how they can transition to this. Because a lot of times, especially right. when I'm working with a property management company, um, when they, when they see that short-term housing could definitely be profitable for them, they're, um, waiting for them to actually notice, um, some of the clients that they already have could be mm-hmm. already using, you know, short-term housing and they just didn't know it. Um, so sure. really, you know, deep diving already into their current portfolio before I start adding a new so that you can start growing more of a loyalty and then getting more structure into how they can be more of service throughout what they do. So also teaching them more about, you know, the real estate development, bringing on the brokers and realtors that um, might be needed for clients for long-term stuff and doing more partnerships and, you know, just the community-based services. So it's a whole program that I put together um, for those clients and how they can really hone in to how to take care of their brand, but the clients at hand and the ones that they don't even know exist right now. Right. And basically those who are starting from ground zero Absolutely. and have never really, um, thought of short term or corporate housing. So exactly. you can pretty much walk them through that entire thing. That is terrific. And so how do they get in touch with you? So directly, of course, Nina at sweetfaith.com, of course. Um, They can definitely Mm -hmm. reach out to me directly on my cell um, and give. uh, Uh, What about your website? The website Um, is thesweetfaith.com. Okay, terrific. And we will make certain to 
to include that um, in the podcast. Um, so anyone wanting to reach out to Nina, and you really should at this time, um, because she could really help you generate return um, on your investment, your portfolios uh, during this very opportunistic time. So definitely reach out to her. So Nina, this is really great information. I have a couple more questions. Okay. Um, the most important question, um, because you've done such an amazing job with the sweet faith. For others who are listening to this uh, podcast, who are small businesses and entrepreneurs, and just basically trying to figure out how to navigate um, this very strange time. What are three things, if you could give them advice, three things that you would say to them to help them navigate right um, now? What would those three things be? Yeah, I would definitely say three things as an entrepreneur. One, mm -hmm. network horizontally and not just vertically. What does it that is, mean? So... I know that people are always so excited about, you know, being so big and growing and, you know, doing mm -hmm. tons of multi-million dollar deals, but sometimes it might not be a bad idea to do a six-figure deal and that's okay. Um, I think that especially now um, in this environment, it's really important to pay it forward and try to help the man or woman to your left and your right and not just really trying to see how you can excel, but how mm -hmm. we can excel. Um, mm -hmm. So think of it as a whole of how you can network in that way. Um, mm -hmm. So that's definitely one. Two, I would say invest in your team. It is so critical, important as an entrepreneur to have someone who is smarter than you doing something that you're not good at. Mm -hmm. and having them on your team to really thrive in that area. I personally love assisting clients and having a business partnership and relationship with um, you know, developers and you know, property um, managers and investors mm -hmm. and other inspiring entrepreneurs and people getting into um, any type of sh uh, small business. That's what I love, um, mm -hmm. but so I'm not necessarily amazingly great at putting all of the accounting principles together. <laughs> so right. having, you know, other people on your team to do other tasks that are definitely required, that are smarter than you, that actually have the go-to and the more effort and knowledge than you is extremely vital. Um, so mm -hmm. I would definitely say invest in a, a really good team. And the third one, I would probably say solve a problem. Make sure that you're not just moving to move or you're transitioning because you're just kind of exhausted and fed up, but that you're getting into something and you're doing something to solve a problem. Um, right. You know, it, I mean, there's hmm. always going to be, you know, a t-shirt company no matter what, but if you want to do t-shirts, <laughs> great. But what do those t-shirts look like? Like, what do they say? What do they mean? What's the, what's the quality of them? Um, who are they serving? Like finding value and solving a problem for the client that you are trying to get to buy your product is extremely vital. So I would, right. I would say those are my top three. Well, they're very, very good. They're excellent, especially solving a problem um, right now. Um, it, it's 
critical. So being able to identify and solve a problem um, for a client and even a potential client, you would say, correct? Yes, It's absolutely. a great investment uh, of time. So Nina, this has been wonderful. Um, we have learned so much about you and the Sweet Faith, and I'm really excited um, about your business and all of the, the possibilities. Um, it is great to really hear inspirational stories, especially during this time. Um, so you. we're very, very excited and, and wish you well. Thank you so much, Trika. It's always a joy to, uh, of course, to connect with you at any time. Um, I, I would definitely tell the audience, we'll all get through this. Um, keep your head up, keep going. Right. It is definitely a time for us to now do the work um, and, and listen and learn and definitely um, hone in on the skills that you are really passionate about. Um, I always tell people, as long as you're giving and serving, the money will come. So thrive and be the best that you can be for others, and you're going to get it back tenfold. So thank you so much again. I totally appreciate it, and I hope to help anyone out there in anything that they're doing. And if I can't help, I definitely want to be a source or a guide that can put you in the right direction. Well, that is great advice and really generous, and we're very excited. And thank you so much, Nina, for thank you. joining me today. Thank so you. thanks, everyone. This has been Reset Your Career in Any Economy. I'm your host, Trika Jean-Baptiste. Until next time, thank you so much. Be well.